This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 173-inch. On this episode, we interview the comedy and novelty music legend behind their coming to take me away, ha-ha, Napoleon the 14th. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Am I the loony or the beaver? What about the king? Ethan, sometimes I think you don't even know if you are Dave or Ethan. Well, never mind that, Ethan. We've got a lot to get to this week, so it's time for What's Happening in Weird Al-Related News! What's happening in Weird Al-related news is brought to you in part by Well, Well, Well and the true legends of the once great forum Huawei in accordance with support for the rights of gays and LGBTQ+, and people who wash their hands regularly. Thanks, Mark Heidenreich, for the sponsorship. Yesterday, Tuesday, September 27th, a brand new poster dropped for Weird the Al Yankovic Story. The poster is purple and features a close-up photo of Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al, along with the words, Weird Lives Forever. This design is a direct parody of a poster from the 2018 Queen biopic, Bohemian Rhapsody. This is the third official poster for the film, and Dave and I think all of them have been winners. They're so great. Yeah, we hope that they release official prints of them at some point, and not just these bootleg prints on non-reputable websites that have popped up. It was reported by our friend over at, at Weird Al Updates on Twitter, which was then retweeted by Weird Al himself. The Newport Beach Film Festival will kick off its eight-day run with a screening of Weird the Al Yankovic Story on Thursday, October 13th. The festival is held in Newport Beach, California, and the tickets appear to cost, yikes, $290.18. So we'll just take this opportunity to remind you that the film will be streaming for free on the Roku channel starting November 4th. Reservations for the panels and events as part of the New York Comic Con were set to go live on Monday, but the convention ended up having to shut the system down and is expected to share a new time to reserve panels on their official channels at some point today. Ethan and I were caught in the mayhem for two and a half hours while the system crashed under the influx of people who we only assume, like us, we're primarily hoping to score a reservation to the Weird panel featuring Daniel Radcliffe, Evan Rachel Wood, and Erica Pell in person, and Weird Al Yankovic via Zoom that's happening on October 9th. We're nearly positive that the system crash had nothing to do with the exclusive Funko Pops or the panels with Brendan Fraser or Oscar Isaac. It was definitely Weird Al's panel. Well, you didn't think it could happen. Oh, for crying out loud. But once again, it appears that yet another brand new version of Weird Al's Beat on the Brat recording will be released next month. Really? Yes, yes, yes. Due out October 26th, this 12-inch Beat on the Brat variant isn't black vinyl, nor is it red vinyl. Ooh, let me guess. It's gotta be polka dot vinyl this time, right? Nope. It's half black and half red this time. 
You know, we should just have our intern Frank make this a regular segment at this point. You know, copy and paste, change the color. Well, as far as we know, it's the same content as the Record Store Day exclusive, the Demented Punk website exclusive, and the Urban Outfitters exclusive in a fun new color pattern. That's it. I'm grabbing my baseball bat. Mad Magazine is celebrating its 70th anniversary with an exciting new issue featuring the least amount of recycled content in the magazine since the 2019 format change. Officially the December 2022 issue and number 28 by current numbering, the issue will feature a ton of returning members from Mad's usual gang of idiots plus special guests including a new feature from Weird Al Yankovic, celebrating longtime Mad contributor and originator of the Mad Fold-In, Al Jaffe. This special anniversary issue will be available starting October 4th and will only be available to non-subscribers at participating comic book stores and Barnes & Nobles. Over the weekend, past guest of the podcast, Scott Aukerman, announced huge news related to the universe of Comedy Bang Bang. Comedy Bang Bang! The podcast, the book, a full color extravaganza with all of your favorites from the show, contributing text pieces, ads, board games, and more is due to be released in April 2023. Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast had reported on this book a few weeks ago when our intern Frank found it for pre-order on Amazon. So I guess we can say you heard it here first. And if you don't remember, we talked about how Weird Al wrote the rebuttal to the introduction, which was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Signed edition and regular editions of the book are available for pre-order at cbbworld.com book. A big thanks to everyone who's alerted us to any and all Weird Al or Weird the Al Yankovic story related inclusions in print media. Blurbs and photos of Weird Al with Daniel Radcliffe have shown up or will show up in Empire, Star, Us Weekly, and for the second week in a row, People Magazine. Please keep your eyes peeled and those alerts to us coming. This episode is brought to you in part by vegan burrito restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped-in-a-quesadilla Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering, loaded, dare I say beefy, vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real food, always vegan style. Visit BritoSquared.com and WizardBurger.com to order ahead. And now it's time for what's happening in Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West related news. The gracious and Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West has extended his offer to join Kimo's Corner. You now have through October 3rd to save $20 on the annual membership. Which not only includes a ton of benefits, you also get a 50% off your order coupon for Chemo's web store, plus a free ticket to his annual holiday show. Head to JimKemoWest.com to take advantage of this amazing TV offer. And that's all for our Grammy Award winning news. And now it's time for the interview that we've all been waiting for. Take it away, Ethan. Today we are joined by the legendary novelty musician whose music is known and loved by demented music fans all over the globe. You'll know him as Napoleon the 14th, and from his iconic song, They're Coming to Take Me Away, haha, 
please welcome Jerry Samuels and his wife and partner, Bobby Samuels, to the podcast. Jerry, Bobby, thank you for joining us. Pleasure for us. Thank you for having us. What an exciting time to to have you guys on the podcast. We are huge fans of your music, but I understand you're also working on a re-release of your original album and a brand new first release of a second album. To my knowledge, I have I have very little in, information about this. These are people. These are done by people who work around us and work with us, and I have no idea. When, when I have to correct <laughs> you on that. It's not a re-release of album number two. Number two. It's a brand new one. Right. Never released. It's called "For God's Sake, Stop the Feces." <laughs> You didn't hear that yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to get an from the record company. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's fun. We put it out when we first made it. So now we're putting it out because they want to put it out. Well, can you t- tell us a little bit about what, what this album is? What What's on there? What can we look forward to hearing? You know, I don't remember after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was cute, but I don't remember what it was. So what happened back in the late 60s, early 70s, where, for God's sake, Stop the Feces never got released after getting recorded? Correct. What's your question? It never got released. What happened? Nobody wanted to put it out. Nobody wanted to put it out? No. So it just sat in storage all this time? Oh, yeah. Nothing else could happen to it. They wouldn't put it out. They wouldn't, they wouldn't take a chance. Oh, that's just the beginning of censorship. Let me tell you, unbelievable. So many things I recorded. Um, leave, the chi- leave the Children Out of It is a very powerful piece. And it's, in the, it's on the album, isn't it? It's on the new one. I just wanted to say that this wouldn't have happened without Michael. And I think you know Michael. Michael Sokovich? No, it's Michael Lestercat. <laughs> oh, Michael Lestercat, yes. Yeah, of course. Big, A big name in... Uh... The demented music community, absolutely. Well, he knew Jace very well. And he played him the album, Stop the Feces. And Jace went nuts. He said, do you think he would sign a contract? (laughs) And I signed the contract. Wow. Wow. How awesome. And that's amazing. I mean, nearly, or over 50 years later, we finally get to hear the follow-up, the second album. I have things that have been censored for many years. I have a song called Leave the Children Out of It. Is it on the, is it on the, is it, is it the recording? Leave yes, the it's on the it? recording. I mean, I'm going to read you some of that. Some of the lyric is, is, is there are a couple of lyrics I'd like to le- read to you. Sure. Yeah, I'd be honored to hear them. Absolutely. All right. Let's start with something that, that is, 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 is part of my heart. This case, this is, I, I, I spent some time in middle Pennsylvania in a, in a, in a, 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 you were in, you were in, um, the Midwest when, all right, that's all right. Not in a monastery, in a monastery, in that monastery, I wrote several things that were profound. And one of them is the one I'm going to read to you. It's a, it's a song. It's, it's a, it's a hymn. It's got melody. It's got the chords. But the lyric itself is enough to tell you that this is the most important piece to ever come out of me, unquestionably. Wow. Now, I'm going to read you that lyric because I know how important it is. 
uh, it's called Blessings and Burdens. And this is the lyric. Someday you'll get a chance to hear the whole melody with it, I'm sure. But this is the lyric. In all things to be had are the good and the bad. That's the balance of heaven and hell. And so our blessings are also our burdens. Listen and learn them well. Life is a blessing. Life is a burden. We get pretty much what we give. We grin some, we pout some, we're in some and out some. We win some, we lose some, we live. Love is a blessing, but love is a burden. It shimmers, it simmers, it seeds, it settles and phases, it calms and it crazes, it quenches, it blazes, it bleeds. Children are blessings, but children are burdens, a fact irrefutably true. They're laughing and grieving, they're loving and leaving. They're dearlings, they're yearlings, they're you. Death is a blessing, but death is a burden. We hurt, but it's so hard to die. We're clutching for power, a minute, an hour. We tremble, we cower, we cry. Yes, the good and the bad, in all things to be had, are as one as the sun and the rain. And so our blessings are also our burdens, mixtures of joy and pain. But in pain, there is growth. And in growth, there is strength. So in truth, it is all for the best. For if our blessings are also our burdens, then all of our burdens are blessed. That's incredible, Jerry. Thank you for sharing that with us. Napoleon does it. He channeled it. Yeah. It came, it came through me. Through me in that church. Wow. Not from me. I don't take credit for it. And that's why I, I refuse to charge money for it. You want a copy? It's free of charge. Anyone. Wow. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you. When when did when did that uh, when did that song come to you? In the mid, in sometime in the late sixties or mid early seventies, I forget which. Wow, and that is on this new album. Yes, the the entire thing, the melody, everything, correct. I can't believe that's been boxed up for all these years. I boxed it because everybody said to me. Well, we'll take it, but we have to charge money for people who want it. And I said, you can't do that. You can't charge for this. It doesn't belong to me. I have no right to, to tell you you can do it. It's not mine. It, whatever, however it came through to me, that's, who, that's whose it was. Mm. And I have no right to, to say to anyone, you can do what you want with this. You can charge what you want with this. No, it's not mine. I don't have the right to do that. Right. Ethan, that thing I sent you, yes. the owner of the record company, that yes. should be the introduction to Jury. 
Ethan is the one that put this on the album. That put this. It, it, actually, it's not on the album. It's a special part of. It's a, it's a record unto itself, in the package. You can get it for free. And I think I owe that to him. And if they don't give it to you for free, I'll give it to you for free. You're talking about Jace from Needle Juice. You can't can't that. I don't know who. I don't know why. I don't know what 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 power put it through my head. But I didn't do it. I channeled it. And I don't own it. And I can't claim that I and I can, can't say, okay, I'll sell it to you. I don't, I don't have the right to do that. You, you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. It makes me wonder, are any of your other songs channeled or are you writing the other songs? I'm writing the other songs and it's, some of them are quite different. For example... Leave the children out of it. It's a bad salute to a bad wife, an ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm going to read that to you just for the hell of it, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. Leave the children out of it. Leave them alone, Rosemary. You leave the children out of it. Leave them alone, Rosemary. For God's sake, leave the children out of it. Leave them alone, Rosemary. We had a marriage that was sick. But what you pull now is a cruel and shameful trick. You drag the children down your pass and make them wallow in the gutters of your wrath. The words fly from their mouths like daggers through the air. But everyone who hears them knows it's you who puts them there. Daddy is a druggie. Daddy is a bum. Daddy smokes dope and he's nothing but scum. Daddy is a liar and a lunatic, too. Fuck you, Daddy. We don't want to see you. Leave the children out of it. Leave them alone, Rosemary. Just leave the children out of it. Leave them alone, Rosemary. That you protect is your excuse. Too lame to sanctify the poisons you induce. And soon the blindness of their youth will swiftly vanish as they learn the shocking truth. And then you'll pay the price of teaching them to hate. Or you will be the victim of the monsters you create. Daddy is a druggie. Daddy is a bum. Daddy smokes dope and he's nothing but scum. Daddy is a snake and a maniac, too. Go to hell, Daddy. We don't want to see you. Leave the children out of it. Leave them alone, Rosemary. Just leave the children out of it. Leave them alone, Rosemary. You've let your shattered pride contaminate their heads. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on for a while. But that is a very powerful piece. Uh, I was t- the, the children were taken from me. That's horrible. Taken from me in a courtroom. The judge said he just he was the, the judge was a schmuck. Mm-hmm. Out of just that minute. I'm glad I wrote it. I I was supposed to write it, but that came from me, and I'll stand up in any room and say that came from me. You bet your sweet poop. 
When was that one written, Jerry? When was that written? Jeez, I don't know. It must have been early 60s. Wow. Okay. There's yeah. a copy of it. There's a copy of it on YouTube. And there's a funny story connected to it. We needed a kid to save the park. Daddy is a druggie. Daddy oh, yeah, we, we recorded Leave the Children Out of It. And my friend's son did it, but we didn't have anybody else. So I was the other kid, and they made my voice higher. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, that we did. There's a, I mean, I've written a lot of songs. A, a lot of songs. I wrote three songs for Sammy Davis. Two were hits. And two were hits. Do you remember The Shelter of Your Arms? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I wrote it. That's incredible, yeah. What was your upbringing like that got you to writing music? Was it something you were always doing as a kid? Johnny Ray. Remember Johnny Ray? I don't. Johnny was the biggest star of the time. Big, big star performer. Johnny Ray. If your sweetheart sends a letter. That's before your time, right? Before my time. A little bit before our time, yes. Before your time. Well, Johnny was a star. Mitch Miller was his producer. And I had a publisher. I showed the song. It was called To Every Girl, To Every Boy. And and, and he said, all right, let me see what we can do here. And he brought it to to Mitch. He knew me with Mitch very well, Mitch Miller, who was the head of Columbia Records. And Mitch said to to the publisher, whose name was Happy Godet, he said, Happy, this is the best song you brought me in 15 years. I'll give you a choice right now. Frankie Lane or or, or, uh, Johnny Ray. And Mitch said, anything you say, Mitch. Not Mitch said, Happy said to him, anything you say, Mitch. And and, uh, Mitch said, well, Johnny's coming up first, so we'll do it with him. My idol, and Johnny was my idol, my idol recorded my song. Then he recorded two other songs of mine. Wow. I was the star of the school, for crying out loud. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) And these things happened. I'm very flattered. I do everything I can to entertain people properly. Some of those things that I wrote are hard to take, but I wrote them. I, I was there's a there's one that uh, uh, if you like we have to send him a copy of it. What rape? Oh my God! He made a record called Rape. Let me tell you. Tell us I, how you got it. Uh, I was a, 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 a uh, recording engineer. A recording engineer. Thank you. I, if I you, if you didn't tell me that, I'd never remember I was a recording. So, so I, I was a recording engineer at Associated Recording Studios in New York, and uh, you're owned by two people. One of them is Nat Schnapp. Nat was m- might as well have been my father. I mean, I had the keys to the studio. I could go in, record anything I want, and we did exactly that. And rape was one of them. Nat, when I walked into the, the studio. Uh, a couple of days earlier, Nat said, Jerry, how'd you like to write a song about a rape? And I went, yes, 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 I want to do that, I want to do that. And of course, I and I did. And I wrote Rape. Very powerful record. Wow. You should hear the record. It's very, is it on the album? Yes. It is on the album. Very powerful record. Uh, 
it's, it's, uh, it was something that uh, I'm very, very pleased, pleased to have done. Now, some people can't hear it. If you were, an, if you were, if you were attacked, if you're a lady who was attacked, you wouldn't want to hear this record. Mm, I can understand that. Yeah. But the record. Well, all right. The the the, the owner of the, of the the company. We we would we we recorded it because the studio got this guy to to sign a uh, uh, an agreement. He he was record he was recording a whole bunch of things. He 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 made uh, records for for. Uh, uh, what do you call them? Movies. For movies, you know, mm-hmm. the kind of movies you want to take you to, to your, your son to. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of movie. But he was very successful. And he loved, he said to Nat, I said, I, he said, I need, a, I need a song about a rape. And Nat said to him, listen, I got just the guy who can do it for you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. And so I did. The guy paid $150. <laughs> That's what he paid. <laughs> I didn't even take it. I said, "Nat, keep the change." Wow. <laughs> These are all true, true stories. You wanted to hear them? You got them. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it, at what point, you know, writing these songs, do you write? They're coming to take me away. Ha ha. When do you? When does that come to you? I was sitting in my apartment, and I had uh, one of these uh, chairs. Uh, it, it, it vibrates and it has heat. And it, what is it? A massage chair. Massage chair. I was, and so I had the massage chair going, and I don't know. I was sitting there, enjoying myself. I was smoking a glass and choking it, you know, one of them, you know, you smoke. <laughs> at the time, that was it. I, we had a lot of it that time. Years later, I was not doing it anymore, but. Uh, there was a radio program going on, and you and I heard. And I found out later, it's called the Campbells are coming. I never knew that until Barry Hansen told me that, Doctor Demento. I asked him, "Do you know what it is?" He "Sure, it's the Campbells are coming." And that, I didn't realize that, uh, I didn't hear any voices, I just heard the the, the melody, and that's what turned me on to do, they're coming to take me away, ha They're coming to take me away, But I never never put it to music, but that's what brought that lyric out, they're coming Mm -hmm. to take me away, ha And it was so exciting. They're coming to take me away. Listen to this, and I'm very proud of this. They're coming to take me away. Ha ha! Is the most successful novelty record in history. I believe it. Yeah, I believe that. In history. Now, I'm blessed. I am very grateful. I don't take advantage of it. I I offer autographs for people who want them. No problem. Uh, I am not special. I'm just a guy. And if I can put a smile on somebody's face, 
I'm going to do it or I'm going to hang my head in shame. I disagree with that. I think you are special. I think you've you've written a lot of incredible stuff and you've done a lot of incredible stuff in your career. I think that's special. Yeah, so I'm not talking about generally. I'm saying if if, if I if I do something in in that in itself is special, not just one, not not generally, mm-hmm. but uh, if if I if I come up with a concept that's special. I'm going to make sure that people have it, have it as 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 easily as possible. What you want, Mom? You don't have a face in you, so that he won't be able what, to hear you. What am I doing? Now you'll be able to talk. Have it. Can you hear me? Face here. Yes. I hear you. Yes, we oh, hear good. you. What did I do? What did I do wrong? You had it turned toward me. It should be turned toward you. No, I think it should be turned towards you. No, thanks. I think it should be true. This is about. It's about us. It's about no, 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 there's only two of us here, Gary. There's Dave, who's speaking right now, and there's Ethan, who's also on the podcast with us. You mean neither one of you was a lady? <laughs> Last time I checked, neither one of us was a lady. Do we sound like ladies? <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I talk like that, is that any better? <laughs> and then I can do all the way up like this, and I can keep going, and I, can, I, and I sing that with I sing that way. <laughs> I love to sing that way. <laughs> well, let's talk about They're Coming to Take Me Away, Haha. That song, it's it peaked at number three in Billboard. It sold over a million copies. It was awarded a gold disc. At what point did it take off? When did you uh, realize that you have a cult classic here? First of all, if it, if it got a gold, gold uh, award, I've never seen that. I know it should have, but I've never seen that award now. And your question is... At what point does they're coming to take me away, haha, take off and just become a cult classic instantly, or does it take a little time before it becomes a classic? Immediately. Yeah. Uh, First of all, it was difficult to get it played. But on ABC, somebody said to uh, the power that be, uh, let's play it just once. I want to tell my audience that... um, this is going to be our new theme song. See what she says. Uh, and then the, the, the director of, the, uh, of all of that said to, to, the, to the disc jockey, all right, but just once, just once, okay, just once. They played it once, and their switchboard lit up like a Christian. Like a, <laughs> and it, it just was immediate. The next thing we knew, the thing was, it was a smash all over the world. I mean, the world. Wow. Nothing yeah. ever before to us or to anyone else. It was an instantaneous bomb all over the place. I mean, it was a. It, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing it. This to me is a very flattering thing. I, I didn't expect that to happen. I expected it to. To, to, to create some some uh, uh, activity, but I never thought 
that that was going to happen. And when it did, I was amazingly uh, uh, taken. It was something I, I, I would never imagine happening, but it did. And I, and I do everything I can to, to acknowledge it. People want autographs, no charge. Let me know who you are, where you are, I'll send it to you. No problem. That's very cool. No problem. Because if you like whatever I did, even though I can't imagine why you would, <laughs> nevertheless, <laughs> because the whole thing can get nuts. But I have to tell you, if I can do anything to say thank you, I will do it. I will do it. I'm very flattered. What can I say? Now, did you know Dr. Demento before you wrote this song? I wasn't sure. You said you asked him about that melody. Or was he someone you met after They're Coming to Take Me Away, Haha ha, came out? Well, we, we, we became friends not too long before that. Yeah. So I knew, I knew him that way. Um, I was introduced to him when I finally, uh, originally I, I traveled to uh, to California and then uh, uh, we got together because he was in a, he, was, he had a small uh, uh, radio show out there. And uh, I was in a friend's house, and my friend called him and said, Jerry Samuels is here. And Barry said, I'm coming right over. <laughs> <laughs> Where did he know you from? Did he know you just from the, the songs you had written? He knew they're coming to take me away, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. That he knew. So that's the story. <laughs> I don't know what else I can tell you. <laughs> you wanted it, you got it. <laughs> Well, we're obviously very interested in how you first met Weird Al. Did you meet him through Dr. Demento? No. I met Weird Al. How did I meet Weird Al? Many, many years ago. Wait a minute. 20-some-odd years ago. Harv was at a party in Los Angeles. That's right. Harv Mann, friend of ours, was at a party in Los Angeles, and he met Weird Al. And somehow or other, their conversation turned to me. And Al said, oh, you know him? Can I get a hold of him, et cetera? And we became friends right away. Wow. How cool. Incredible. Yeah. And so what, what was the, your first interaction with him? Were you guys, you know, just talking on the phone? He called me. He called me, and then we got together. Uh, I don't remember why we got together or how we got together, but we got together. I think we went to one of the programs he had here. And we went backstage or something. No. No, hold on. He uh, said that you were an inspiration to him. Yeah, he said I was his inspiration. And I don't know why. But he I, called and we were on the forever. <laughs> yeah, we talked forever on the phone. Yeah. And it was nice. I mean, we, we, we really hit it off right away. When his daughter was born, I sent him a, a special a gift for, for, his, for her entrance yeah. into Sure. Yeah. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's very attractive. So, you know, we got to know each other for, for a while. That's so nice. And occasionally, when we can, we talk or we email together. It's it's nice. Yeah. Plus, what can be not nice? <laughs> <laughs> so, Bobby, you mentioned that you and Jerry went to a couple of Weird Al shows. Do you remember which tours they were and what the experience was at the shows? Well, the first time we went to a show, I think it was uh, in Philadelphia at the 
What was the name of that where where that other theater was? They, oh, I forget. I can't think of the name of it. Very famous place, and I can't think of it. We're both old fogies, that's why. <laughs> anyway, we went to the show, and it was in Philadelphia. No, it was in it was in Philadelphia, wasn't it? I don't remember. I really don't remember. It was closer to Philadelphia than we are. <laughs> anyway, okay. we um, met him after the show. No, we didn't. The first, I'm sorry. The first show was way before that. And I can't read. The Keswick. It was at the Keswick right. Theater. Oh, oh nice. okay. Glenside. And from what I remember, we, we saw him. And he's just a great guy. And we were leaving. And as, as we were walking out, Al said, can I have a hug to me? And I said, yes, of course. He said, can I have another hug? <laughs> <laughs> so now this is, this is a tradition. Anytime we get together, he gives Bobby two hugs. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> it's cool. But we saw him the last time, the picture you had in Lancaster. It was a couple of years ago. Right, right. You saw on the Vanity Tour in 2018. He had another show in Philadelphia that we were going to go to, right in the center of Philadelphia, and my cat got sick. Oh, no. I had to rush oh. to the vet. Yeah, I had to oh, rush no. to the vet. Yeah, it was a shame. But that, these things happen, and I know he's a animal lover, so yeah. he, or he understood. Of course. Bobby and Jerry, how did the two of you meet? How did we meet? Yeah. Good question. How did we meet? <laughs> you want to tell him how we met? How did we meet? Oh, we met with a, with a friend of ours who knew Bobby, knew me, but Bobby and I hadn't met yet. And he, she said to Bobby, I got this guy you really want to meet. She was a performer. She was a performer. I, had, I was recording, uh, I was an agent. I had a, a, an agency. Uh, in Philadelphia uh, for uh, entertainment in various uh, small places like the uh, uh, other uh, uh, places. But I, I booked 30,000 dates in, 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 the, in the time I was there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So she introduced us, and the next thing we knew, uh, we hooked up, and uh, and that was it. We stayed hooked up. <laughs> so I'm gonna let her. So I'm gonna. So I'm gonna let her stay. No, you can stay. She always says. <laughs> so I let her stay, and she says, "No, you can stay." That's her cue. Her cue. Her cue for coming on. I say, "I let you stay," and she says, "No, you can stay," which is wonderful. I love it. <laughs> As collectors, Dave and I, we collect everything that Weird Al has been on or released, and I'm looking up. They're coming to take me away, haha! And it's been released. On seemingly hundreds of these different compilations and different albums over the years, do you have any sort of semblance of of the number of albums and where it's been released, or any sort of personal archive or collection of these releases? I don't. I, I suppose I could if I wanted to, but I say whoever wants to do it, go right ahead. <laughs> Again, I, I'm not money crazy. It was really As a matter of fact, money. I don't have any money. Bobby has the money. He does it. <laughs> Really? He does whatever she wants with it. It was re-released by Warners. Oh, yeah, Warners released it twice. He also did another thing for Warners, which was under Rhino. 
and that was the second coming. That's true. Right. And other than that, if somebody wants to use it, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. We have you like Kanye West. Oh, yeah. Kanye. All right. Now, you know Kanye West? Everybody knows Kanye West. You know? You know Kanye Yeah. You know Kanye West? Okay. But he, he wanted to use a piece of a, a couple of pieces of my some of my recordings. He wanted to use and they're coming to take me away. He wanted to use um, ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. and he did it. And he paid us how much did he pay just to use that thing to ten to ten? How much was it? I think it was fifty thousand dollars. That was fifty thousand dollars? Wow. I mean ridiculous. No, that that, that was not. That had a little, a little less because it was one that followed it, and the two of them together and and came up to fifty thousand. I think so. I, I think he did it a couple of times. And he used it a couple of times. He just he just did. He didn't ask me. He just did. But he had to pay us. Yeah. And he did. And he did. Wow. He didn't have to do that. I would have said if he called me and said I want to use this, I would have said, "Hey, listen." Don't tell anyone. Just do it. I'm telling you, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't do that. So he's been barred from Facebook. Unbelievable. Yeah, they barred him from Facebook. He didn't have to do that. All he had to do was ask me, and I would have said, sure, Conway, go ahead. Wow. <laughs> you really are, you seem like you're above and beyond just the nicest guy. <laughs> you really... <laughs> Looking to help Kanye out. That's amazing. And I want to tell you, you have excellent taste. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> oh, <thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> any time. And I'll swear by it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they're coming to take me away. Ha ha. It, it spawned, you know, multiple sequels and tributes. I'd like if you could tell us a little bit about, you know, the, the one sequel. They're coming to get me again. Ha ha. Well, that was the answer to it. That was the follow-up. Yeah, that was another album. That was another album. I was down in New York when you did it, too. They're coming to get me again, haha. Yeah. We recorded that as a follow-up recording. So are there any plans for a a trilogy, a third follow-up to to this song? I don't have a plan for it. If somebody wants to do it, go right ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. Not the easy, the third album. Well, yeah, there, there, there is a, there is a follow-up album. Uh, it's called "For God's Sake, Stop the Feces." <laughs> and it's, it's a lot of material on the third and fourth album. Oh, we can't wait for that. Yeah, definitely looking forward to hear that. I want to just mention, you know, the longevity of this song. That you know, you recorded it fifty years ago, close fifty years ago, and it's constantly on Doctor Demento's Funny Five or Funny Twenty Five countdown. I mean, as late as last year, two thousand twenty-one, it was number three in the top twenty-five. And if you search for your name on the Demented Music Database website, dmdb.org, there's no less than seven hundred and fifty-six times one of your songs has been played on on the show. That wow. is incredible longevity. I, I just, I mean, it is an honor to get, you know, to talk to somebody, you know, a comedy music icon like yourself. And I feel honored when people do that. I am very grateful. And I've said in public, if I can put a smile on someone's face, I will do it. 
And if I don't do it, I ought to be ashamed of myself. Well, you and Bobby, you certainly have put smiles on our faces and our listeners' faces today. For God's sake, Stop the Feces is the never-before-heard second album by Jerry Samuels, a.k.a. Napoleon the Fourteenth, recorded from 1968 to 1970. It is a uniquely theatrical experience that pushes the boundaries of experimental sound collage music. Coming soon under Needle Juice Records, it will be given its first ever official release as an expanded edition with bonus tracks. If we head over to your website, jerrysam, J-E-R-Y-S-A-M.com, you have a number of songs available for people to listen to, some really fun clips like Howard Stern getting upset, there's a Tiny Tim cover of one of your songs. Uh, oh, I love Howard Stern. He had it coming. <laughs> he had, it, he had it coming and they gave it to him. <laughs> that website would not be up, and that was so many years ago, if it wasn't for Bermuda Shorts. Yeah, Bermuda talked us through the, uh, the website. And I still didn't know what I was doing. You know That's who he is. Oh, we of course oh, know, nice. yeah. When, when we <laughs> right. told him we were going to be talking to you both, he told us to say hi, and, and he's really excited to hear the interview. Good. I love that guy. Good. Well, so before we go, Jerry, I understand you have a song to play for us. Which one? Oh, the closure. Oh, the closure. Yes, the closure. You want the closure. I would love to hear this. This is going to be on, for God's sake, Stop the Feces, the never-before-released album. So I'm so excited to, to hear this. I will play the closure when you're ready. Ready when you are. Okay, here we go. This is my closure. Now, let me tell you about this. I used to play the bar, the bars. And I like the bars. And so, you know, you, you go in a bar, if you're, if you're a bar player, you play a couple of things and then you play for about 30 minutes uh, or 40 minutes. And then you're 40 on, 20 off, 40 on, 20 off. You take a 20, 20 minute break. Uh, uh, I, I was working, I was working in this bar. And I finally said to the owner, a lady who was a very nice lady, um, I want to change the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the thing at the end and say, uh, uh, this is, uh, I want them to know it's, 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 a, it's a unique, uh, uh, end of the thing. So I, I said, I'm, I wrote some, uh, I wrote something for it and I hope you don't mind what it is. I'm going to let you hear it and let your audience hear it and see what happens. And she was kind of kind and she said, I don't know what you're going to do, but all right. And so this is what they heard. Okay. <laughs> it may appear ridiculous that I am so meticulous, but dirt and built and gems, I am sports with. So I'm sure you'll understand. Should you offer me your hand, please not the hand you wipe your arse with. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And what was her reaction when she heard that? Well, her reaction was, Gary! <laughs> <laughs> and 
That's what happened. <laughs> but that's the story. How awesome. Jerry and Bobby, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an absolute honor and pleasure getting to talk to both of you. And we're honored to have you do this with us. Wow, what a fun interview. Thank you, Jerry and Bobby Samuels, for joining us. And thank you to Dan Pasternak for hooking us up with them. Dave and I had the great pleasure of meeting up with Jerry and Bobby and a whole bunch of Weird Al fans prior to Weird Al's concert in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on August 7th. We talk all about our dinner with Jerry and Bobby and, of course, the Weird Al concert that followed, including the really cool shout-out that Jerry got during one of the songs on our ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 32 Centimeter. Our Patreon family can listen to it along with all of our other ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes, Prior to it, right now, over at patreon.com slash 2000inch. And for the rest of you, well, sit tight. The episode will be dropping soon. Or, you know, go support us on Patreon. That would be nice, too. We recorded this interview with Napoleon earlier this year, but we decided we wanted to hold off on putting it into an episode until we had some more concrete information about the new album. We recently spoke to Jace McLean from the Needlejuice Records team handling Napoleon 14th's upcoming release and re-release, and he had some exciting news to share. All right, so first off, both Weird Al and Dr. Demento have contributed liner notes to this brand new release. That is incredibly exciting. He also let us know that the reissue of their Coming to Take Me Away, haha, will contain six bonus tracks, some of which are pre-Napoleon Jerry recordings. And the artwork, for God's sake, Stop the Feces, was done by our friend, the talented Kendra Shepard. She's the artist behind the artwork of Dave and I with Dr. Demento that we've printed stickers of, and I'm sure we've posted it elsewhere. Needlejuice Records intends to put up pre-orders for the album in early 2023, so be sure to sign up for their mailing list over at needlejuicerecords.com. And while you are there, be sure to pick up the brand new Napoleon 14 t-shirt, which is available right now. Just search for Napoleon in the search bar. All right, Dave. Finally, finally, it's the very last Discover Dassel ad. Yay, the last one. All right. This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Dassel, promoting tourism in Dassel, Minnesota for the very last time. Not only is historic Dassel, Minnesota uh, uh, a town, it will also never, ever, ever, ever be spoken about on our podcast ever, ever again. You know what's great about Dassel, Minnesota? Yeah, absolutely nothing. Well, that may be true, but what's really great is after this episode, we never, ever, ever have to talk about that wretched, filthy, horrible place ever again. That is great news. I can't say I will miss our time doing these required six Discover Dassel ads, but as Jackson Scoggins said, it's only fair. Wait, wait, what did you say? Jackson Scoggins said it was only fair? No, 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 the other part. That's great. What? That's the other thing I said. No, 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 the other, other thing you said. Oh, I said I can't say I'll miss our time doing these ads. No, how many did you say we had to do? Oh, Six. We're required to do six Discover Dassel ads, and then our punishment is over. Um, Dave? Yeah, what? This is only our fifth one. Ah! How could we have counted wrong? So visit Dassel, Minnesota on your next expedition, if you must. And after you visit 
Dassel, Minnesota. We're obligated to mention that DiscoverDassel.biz is a website. This is a special hamster alert to the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system. Sponsored by Jack Bateman. Dave, you know how Weird Al revealed to us that he is the proud owner of a PlayStation 5? Of course! Well, there's a brand new game that is practically made for our special hamster alerts! Whoa, really? Well, please tell me more. I must hear all about this game, which I assume is both reasonably difficult but fun to play with all sorts of educational, problem-solving, and family-friendly humor. Um, well, uh, it's called... Stroke the Hamster. Stroke the Hamster? Wow, I bet Stroke is the name of the hamster, and he might fight crime and eat sunflower seeds. It sounds really delightful. Actually, the game is you just stroke a hamster. Ugh, that's absolutely horrible and disgusting. Stroke a hamster? Yuck! Blah! I would never, ever want a sweet, precious, furry little hamster to have a stroke. Not even a digital one. Well, actually, they mean stroke as in pet. Uh, the whole game is you just pet a hamster. Oh, wow. Really? How how, how many times do you have to stroke it? 2,000 times. That is all for this episode's very important special hamster alert via the Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Jackson Scoggins, Jack Bateman, and Mark Heidenreich, as well as the less-than-incredible Discover Dassel. Our podcast is also supported by everyone else in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend-level Patreon supporters, Jake, NES Josh 64, Rim Jams Jared and Rocky, Kenneth, UH Jeff, Scott, Adriana, Nancy, Gus and Alicia, Javier, Matthew, Mike, Ajax, Allison, Zeb, Blair, and our newest close personal friend-level Patreon supporter, Kev. And also thank you to Jessica and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our super fun, fantastic, family-friendly, wild and wacky Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, your own private RSS feed, and access to secret episodes. And now would be a good time to join if you haven't already, because you'll be the first to hear our The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent, Ill-Advised Vanity Tour concert bonus review episodes. And don't forget to check out our official merchandise shop over at shop.2000inch.com. Don't worry, our number one promise is to never, ever sell a variation of Demented Punk's Beat on the Brat in our web store. Or else, you can beat our intern Frank with a baseball bat. And a big shout out to Erin Henry, who recently sent us a photo of her brand new Inverse Logo shirt. Snazzy! We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community at group.2000inch.com. And visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rump to Goody related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past episodes and guests over at WeirdAlPodcast.com or 2000inch.com.
And while you are there, click on Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episodes to follow along with our adventures on tour, or click on Black and White and Weird All Over Bonus Episodes for our special series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through his first book, page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you for subscribing and leaving reviews on your favorite podcast applications. Make sure you're subscribed because it not only helps the podcast, it helps us validate to ourselves that the way we treat our intern Frank is totally acceptable and appropriate. Plus, we love it when we receive voicemail via our official patent-pending 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula. You might even hear your message in a future episode. Thank you once again to this episode's guests, Jerry Samuels, a.k.a. Napoleon14, and Bobby Samuels. We also want to thank Dan Pasternak, Michael Lestacat, Jason McLean, and Needlejuice Records, at Weird Al Updates on Twitter, Aaron Henry, UH Jeff, and Zeb Lemke. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song, and thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thank you to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, and until next time, remember to gill and chill! Oh, hey, what's that over there? Ah, looks like a note. Uh, Intern Frank's handwriting? Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I'd go berserk? Sheesh, what a drama queen. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 173-inch. They're coming to take us away, haha. I felt something vibrating. Are you still there? We're still here. Okay, you're here. It may appear ridiculous. Is it your sound enough? Oh, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. All right. Again. again. No, I got the, the, the mic.